Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Betty Boo still doing the do, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Manchester City face Liverpool, and the England squad has been announced. It's Friday, 6th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Jim Campbell. In among all this fake news, it's always good to get an update what Betty's doing. She, but do you know for a fact she's still doing the do? Because I think you've assumed that. Oh, of course she is. There's well, been no further update. Well, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> Bit of boo mania to start yeah. the show, Jim. One for the teenagers, yeah. one for the kids. You know, you've, you've just found this show for the first time. You think, I wouldn't mind listening to a football podcast. This one looks like it's doing all right. Yeah. Um, what's the first thing you hear? A lyric from the 80s. Yeah. The 1980s. Was it the 80s, was it? Might My have been. Yeah, I think Early 90s, was. possibly. Well, years yeah. active. 1987 to present. So. Oh, there you go. She's still knocking about. Yeah, still, doing She's exactly. still doing the do. She's still doing the do. I was going to say, where are you, baby? But there she is. Yeah. Right, uh, chappies. Um, some marvellous happenings in the Europa League for yeah. uh, a lot of the English sides. Leicester were dominant, weren't they, Jim? They were, 4-0. Oh, but Spurs got an away win. Spurs did get an away win. Mm. Arsenal turned it around at home. Yes, all right. We'll get to Arsenal in a brief moment. Um, uh, Jose Mourinho, we've seen a photo of him eating... Are they crisps or nachos? I think they're I nachos. Think nachos. I suppose yeah. they're sort of not too dissimilar. Yeah. Really, no, they're... they're... A relation, aren't they? Those two things, if not being the same thing. If it was a singular, would you say, would you like a nachos, or would you say, would you like a nacho? I think I'd say a nacho. It would okay. be singular, would yeah. it not? What do you think? I don't know. I'm asking the question. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Nachos is uh, would be would be plural, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's eating them out of a Tupperware box, though, isn't he? Which is. <laughs> It's the, the decisions he makes as, as to what goes on his Instagram are a fascinating thing. It's a they? measure of the charisma of the man. Yeah, that um, that it can seep through a computer screen. Yeah, that he that we will talk about him eating nachos. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> he knows this. We know this. Yeah. We've all signed up for the same thing. Long yeah. may it continue. Yeah. Um, the caption though: When you win, but you don't play especially well. Or do you turn to the nachos in the yeah, Tupperware uh, container? Yeah, the, the, the comment didn't make any sense when viewed with the image. Mm. Yeah, But that's the thing with Mourinho. It, it doesn't quite make sense, but it makes sense enough. It's like a fudged meme, isn't it, each yeah. one? But uh-huh. obviously it becomes a meme in its own right because he's got so much charisma. So as far as he knows, he's mm-hmm. probably doing it right. And he sort of is. He's just not doing the thing he thinks he's doing right. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and, and, and I should say, actually, if you're interested in European football, um, and you should listen to On the Continent, well, which should. came out yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, Dotton and Andy, the dream team, were joined by Lars this week. Oh. Always a great time with Lars Sivertson mm. in the chair. Big time. Uh, they talked about a bit of Andrew Virch-Boas, obviously a bit about the Champions League as well. But uh-huh. for those who would love to drill down into their European football chat, search Football Ramble Presents in your podcast catcher of choice and listen to the most recent episode of On the Continent. Well, in fact, listen to all the episodes on there, but yeah. On the Continent is the most recent one. Uh, big time. Uh, Harry Kane, 200 goals and 300 appearances for Spurs. It's remarkable. That's bad, such it? lovely symmetry. Yeah. yeah. Very nice pleasing should stop now. Should we? <laughs> if, if, we we can, if we can all get, we've all got different opinions about football, but if we can get behind one thing, it's a 66.6% recurring <sighs> goal return. That is 
So England, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> exactly. You are loving that, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how England he is. Oh, 66%. Yeah. The spirit of 66. Jim, you're enjoying that as well, even though he's a yeah. Spurs striker. Yeah, yeah, I am. And I'm enjoying it, even though I've now got a load of crushing paranoia that I might have got the math wrong. <laughs> I don't think I have, though. Don't you worry, pal. Don't you worry. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's got to go down as a good win for Spurs, who needed to get back on that Europa League wagon. Um, elsewhere... BRL. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't see the game. I saw the the scenes before the game. Mm. Did did they play it underwater? Yeah. It was a tactic because they're obviously the yellow submarine, aren't they? Yeah, so. <laughs> well played, Jeffy. <laughs> That's why I pulled it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I recognise a setup when I yeah. see one. Yeah. Do you know what? I think I should be absolutely transparent, having mentioned him already. I think that tweet was made by Lars Sivertsen, so he takes the credit for that. Right. Yeah. Was well, he takes with it for the weather and everything? All of it. He set the whole thing up so he could do a joke <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. My goodness, you've got to yeah. admire that, ladies. But and Europa League's always a fun time. Well, it is it's actually. I'm quite enjoying the Europa League. Some of the the, the results. The two Glasgow Cubs, uh, Cubs, clubs rather, uh, were, were very much. Um, Involved Rangers were denied a famous win in Benfica. Three one up against ten men. They'd be a little bit disappointed. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Got to be winning now, wouldn't you? I think yeah. that. I mean, one man's little disappointed is another man's absolute shit show. Yeah. If you're three one up terrible. against ten men, you need to close it. True. Close it out against yeah. the better against, side. Against Benfica, though, mm. who can't even win the competition because of the curse. Yeah. That's yeah, not a waste. Yeah, but this is first round, and they've been unbeaten at home for a, mm, curse. Well, okay. Still unbeaten at home. Yeah, they? they are. Yeah, <laughs> Morelos now 22 goals. He's overtaken Ali McCoy's. Yeah. What did you compare that to Celtic losing 4-1 at home? Yeah, it's a poor result mm. for them, that. They, they, they've, cool. they've had a bit of a terrible time of it. They have. And are they going to have a terrible time in the Scottish Cup final against the Hearts? It's just a confusing thing, isn't it? What is? Isn't it last season Scottish Cup final? Yeah. I, you know, well, I'll tell you something. Hearts were done over with the whole null and void or... Not null and void, sorry, as in call the season there, but they kept the Scottish Cup alive. It's always difficult to know which side of the uh, fence you've sit on, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I will not budge. No. <laughs> Um, but uh, but it's uh, yeah uh, enjoyable happenings in uh, in the Europa League uh, as we say Um, gentlemen let's uh, let's let's keep with the sort of the more kind of uh, international or sort of European vibe if you like because England have got some uh, uh, Nations League games coming up they've got a friendly against Ireland as well the England squad has been announced Phil Foden's back Mason Greenwood is not. Yeah. And I like what Southgate said about this when they yeah. were asking him about it. Then he went, well, they don't come as a pair. No, that's the thing, <laughs> isn't it? It's amazing. Well, well, we don't know about that, do we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's the reason they're not in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the me- that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the media have decided that... Be- this, is, this is brilliant when you break it down. Yeah. The media has decided mm-hmm. that because they both spoke to two Icelandic <laughs> girls once, they're now the same yeah, yeah. kind of vehicle. Yeah, it's yeah. one entity. Yeah. Nothing to do with the fact that one's been playing a bit more mm. than the other. One's you know, only 19 years old, he's got mm-hmm. his future ahead of him. Both play for different Manchester yeah. sides. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah. What Foden and Greenwood up yeah. to? The Foden yeah. and Greenwood twins. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Saint and Greaves. Yeah. <laughs> like Morecambe and Wise. But instead of humour, they uh, just chirps. <laughs> Well, Southgate said, of course, that, you know, Foden's been playing uh, more minutes for Manchester City. Greenwood has not been playing uh, that much for, for Manchester United. That's what his thinking was there. He does employ yeah. that when it when it suits him, of course. Yeah, of course. As... I, wonder, I wonder if Southgate was um, at the game. Because didn't Greenwood start the game? They lost heavily to Spurs at home. Possibly. Greenwood I think did he score might have done. Um, against... Uh... He came on to score, didn't he, recently? RB Leipzig, he scored. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but he's not in there. Uh, yeah. but, but Foden is um, will he be able to function without his old mate Greg? yeah he should be looking around won't he yeah indeed uh, Rhys James is back in the side I was pleased for James because because he got that was it two match ban for that sort of silly sending off after the Denmark <laughs> game it was it was, it was was such a shame for him because he'd put in such a good shift in a position where there's such fierce competition yeah so I think Southgate has thrown him a bit of a bone there, if you like. Yes. Um, and I think that that shows you a bit of the man management because it was an unfortunate one to be sent off with. I mean, Carl Walker as well, he's sent off against Iceland. Now, I think Walker's clearly uh, still a, a player who's got a lot to offer for England. But he was very concerned, if you remember that interview mm. that he gave post-match against Iceland. He was, he was almost looked like, I think I've blown it. I think yeah. my, my career might be over. Yeah. Of course, he then subsequently, you know, um, has has started at least one, maybe two minutes off the top of my head. I think, it, as you say, it is, I think it's good management from Southgate on that because if he leaves Reece James or Kyle Walker out in those mm-hmm. situations, it becomes another thing for him to deal with. Now, 
this is probably the last we'll, you know the last time we'll speak of it mm. they're both good players that are, are there on merit and he's not just going to go oh you know what I'm going to set an example because setting an example becomes a narrative doesn't it mm. yeah I, I, I also think that I mean this might be a bit of a bold shout but I'm going to make it anyway I think Rhys James is England's at the moment England's best right back that is a huge shout I, I like me, that boldness for I, me I'm surprised that Trent Alexander-Arnold isn't the first name on the team sheet but he's not been playing very well this season you think I don't think he's been doing that first well first name on the team sheet over Jordan Pickford but if you, <laughs> are you now. bloody mad why would you let the Pickford <laughs> be stuck so early <laughs> I didn't know I did. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, no, it just right. gets out, doesn't it? Well, should, I, I, Joe, I, should Joe Hart be back in there after that uh, game for Spurs? I, I, I think we'll look. Moved on. Do you know what? I think we'll look. I'll make a slightly different point. I think we'll look back on Carl Walker's career and go, bloody hell, he mm. was actually really, really good. Because yep. I think he, yeah. he went through a phase of being a little bit underrated, I thought. People mm-hmm. were talking a lot at some points about his recovery pace, getting him out of trouble a lot. But I actually think he's been amazing. It's been taking this a whole career. But also, you, I know... But Alexander, sorry, Michael, yeah. Alexander Arnold hasn't started the season that well. Mm-hmm. And I think Reese James has got it all. We said it on the show mm-hmm. when he first appeared on the scene. And people have been talking about him for a while. And then when you watched him play, you think, oh, he's got everything. He's got everything. But do you not think it's, an, it, it's, a, it's a good opportunity for Southgate to give a young player some minutes in an England shirt? Again, mm-hmm. not as many minutes as perhaps he would like because of those, the, those games he's, he's not going to be able, uh, not going to be available for. But with Trent Alexander-Arnold, I mean, yes, when the tournament comes around, Jim, let's be honest, Alexander-Arnold is probably going to be well, first but this choice. Is, this is why I say this because I don't know if he will be. I think if, if he was going to be first choice, he'd play, he'd play him more because he's got to integrate him into a, into a regular setup, right? Yeah, you, you, you're right. Uh, but I think he kind of knows what he expects from Alexander-Arnold and Southgate clearly is experimenting with, with some of these players we've seen that in some of the recent games you know it's a huge squad he's taken for these three three games 29 men um, in there and so I, I think this is an opportunity as, as Luke says you know Reese James he played well uh, we probably will see him in, in the game that he's available for and with, with Trent Alexander-Arnold I mean Alexander-Arnold may well start you know two or three two out mm. of these uh, out of these three we know what he's capable of he's an immensely talented player. Southgate knows this as well, but I think because he hasn't started the season that well, it gives Southgate the option to kind of try a few uh, mm. other options out, you know. But um, Bukio Saka's in the in, in the squad, Jim. Yes. And, and the way he played against Moldy, you know, sort of setting up, assisting and running out. I mean, I don't want to overdo it, but could he win England the Euros? Bukio Saka, mm. on his own. Yeah. He's a very exciting yes. player as well. <laughs> yeah, he is a very exciting he's, player. Uh, he's another player you think is... And I saw him popping up the other day. What game was it? He almost scored a header the other day. He did almost score a header <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, against, against Man United. What are you even yeah. doing there? Yeah, but I think yeah. the interesting thing as well is Saka played as a left wing back um, for England uh, in, in the last round of games. And he he has played there for Arsenal and mm-hmm. he can play there for Arsenal. But he's a bit, he would generally would play a bit further forward in an ideal world when he's you know not covering for somebody. So it's interesting that he's been used. Um, in his sort of utility position that he plays for Arsenal for England as well. But, so I'm still not really sure where Southgate sees him on but the Jim, pitch. I think what we're seeing here, I mean, because you could apply this to Reese James, you can yeah, play further yeah, yeah. forward, you can play in a slightly different position. We're seeing a lot of versatile players come mm. through now at a young age, and I think it might be because there's. Uh, I think if you even if you take England and Marcus, you'd be the uh, you'd be the man to speak to about this. They play different, they experiment with different formations a lot. It seems mm-hmm. because the sort of the way cycles go at international level. They're not playing the same formation now than they were playing um, in the World Cup. They were playing three with a one in front, weren't they? You no, know, they played three five two at the World Cup, the UEFA Nations League. They played four three three. Yeah. So now that, apparently the reports are saying that he's going to go for three four three for these games. But the versatility in that case, then versatility is going to help you. Mm-hmm. If you can do a good job, play like Saka's it's, it's very first time. It's going to help you, yeah, exactly. and, and and it goes very very well in his favour. I mean, I'm not sure about the three four three to be honest with you, because I, I I thought England looked quite good with the four three three, but I understand Southgate maybe doesn't trust. Uh, some of the the centre backs, which is understandable, <laughs> but I think with a four three three, you can set up that three in the midfield, more defence minded. You can have two sitting in front of the back four, which gives you a bit more of a shield. And I always think England needs three in the centre of the pitch. Yeah. Go back to the all the way back to Glenn Hoddle when he figured that out, you know, quite quickly. Mm. Does England always get overrun? But I mean, who knows? Southgate may not play that, but that's um, what some of the reports uh, suggest. Calvin Phillips is not around. Danny Ings is also out injured as well. But Phillips is a bit of a miss. Um, but there are some people, um, you know, who will will hopefully take their chance. James Ward-Prowse maybe being one of them. And certainly, if England get a free kick or two, Jim, you want to hit, you want him standing over the ball. Absolutely, you do. Yeah, I mean, uh, we were talking earlier about about his record um, for Southampton, which is, is 
I mean, has he taken Matt Letizia's record for, Southampton. Uh, for, for goals from set pieces for Southampton? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty swish. He also said recently, if I put the ball where I want to, no keeper can save it. <laughs> enjoy that confidence. I also enjoy that literally anyone can claim that. <laughs> anyone can say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. If yeah. I choose where it goes, and it does, yeah. it's always going to be a goal. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, the way he's been playing, you know, you could, you could get a shout, you know, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be interesting. Um, you mentioned Pickford there. Luke Southgate has said he's going to stick with Jordan Pickford, and it wasn't a difficult decision. Did you hear Jim sigh then when you mentioned yeah. Pickford again? We have some competition spot. for places, but I would say that there is nobody who I think is challenging at the moment to push him out of that position. It is true, though, but Nick Pope's not had a good start to the season, and Dean Henderson is not playing games. The only other person is uh, young Joe Hart, but I think that ship has sailed. From yeah. what I remember in the last round of England games, Jordan Pickford was trying to do his best to push Kyle Walker out of his position. So <laughs> why is it all right for him to go around yeah. doing that to players, but not others to do it to him? I, I feel like um, when you say Nick Pope isn't playing, having a very good start, I, I don't think Burnley have had a very good start mm. of the season. Yeah. And we've talked a little bit before about how that may change, and we don't want to be too panicked for, Bourne, for Burnley just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nick Pope played really well against, um, was it the West Brom game? They drew nil-nil. He had a lot of good saves in that game. He wasn't great against Newcastle. There, he wasn't. There, no, he? so he's not He's not achieving the consistency that he wants. Mm-hmm. And Pickford, you have to say, it feels like you're kind of mandated to say it now whenever you talk about Pickford, that he doesn't let England down, really, uh, as, a, as, a, as a general rule. And it was a slight error for the penalty that, that Denmark yeah. got, but I didn't think it was a penalty. No, that was, that was but... rash decision-making, but ultimately, from what I remember, it didn't affect the outcome. Yeah, because because the penalty was given against Walker, right? Yeah, it was a yeah. bit of a strange one. But I think Walker's in that situation because Pickford's there in the first place. I think yeah. I think that <laughs> yeah. goes against. It wasn't great. It yeah. wasn't great. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen him uh, too many sort of big howlers and too many shocking uh, bits but, and pieces but, for England. But what is interesting? But what? Yeah, but what is interesting is so we have one more game in the Premier League before the international break again. Right? That's right. Yeah, this weekend we got Manchester. and Everton play Man United at home, mm-hmm. and Pickford was dropped for the last game. Yeah. Now I know Ancelotti's come out and said he's going to play against United, and we always wanted to give Robin Olsen a chance. You don't know how much of that is him just being diplomatic, mm-hmm. but he said it straight away. Yeah. It was interesting from from Ancelotti. He said, "Yeah, no, Pickford's not in this game, but he will play against Manchester United." So he almost sort of tried to put to bed that whole because he also kind of said, "I've always it. rotated my goalkeepers. Yeah. I did it at Napoli. I did it at Real Madrid. Yes. Blah blah blah." You know. I mean, Apparently. also the situation with the injury to Virgil Van Dijk is something that is going to be weighing on Pickford's mind. So maybe he just needs to take him out <laughs> yeah. of the firing line for a bit. Possibly. Yeah. The only other England goalkeeper that sort of leapt to mind was Alex McCarthy for Southampton, but he's just not in the squad, Jim. No, no. So he's not in the conversation, sadly. And Dean Henderson's presumably going through some kind of um, post-traumatic stress disorder after playing for Man United recently. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sort of bode too well for him, does it? Uh, well, uh, you could look at it that way or you could look at it as a way of saying that um, what he had to look at when, as you guys covered yesterday, Demba Bart, I'm going to say ran through, mm. uh, ambled through, <laughs> when he had to see that in front of him, Henderson, yeah. that would be difficult mentally to get over. Indeed, yeah. So maybe he's not... He's not, he's uh-huh. not gonna, Surely gonna they're going to catch him. Oh no! No, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Are they are they just further away? <laughs> have I got both eyes open? I've got. The, I can't. I can't work out the depth. Oh, he scored. Yeah, he scored. Yeah. He is gaining on us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Deary me. Yeah. So I mean, I am delighted that the international break has come back once again. Um, but we have to get through some some Premier League before that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So so do just part of uh, it. Uh, just batten down the hatches and get through it. Quite frankly, yeah. <laughs> hold your nose. <laughs> Yeah, it's, the, it's very much the boot camp, isn't it? For yeah. It's the judges' right. houses. <laughs> yeah. Before we get to the stage. Yeah, yeah. Before we're on Saturday nights again. Yeah. Before we get to the live shows. Uh, dearie me. Well, uh, of course, the Premier League is uh, is back this uh, week. I would say it's back. It never went away. We'll mm. say that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, it will be there. Um, like me, you might uh, not be able to watch your team on the weekend yeah. because of pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you can do it, but I would uh, discourage you from doing so. Every bloody Fulham game. Apparently, they're having a chat that, that they may scrap this after this weekend. And yeah. I thought, oh, that's good. When are Fulham playing? Saturday night, that's pay-per-view again. Yeah, yeah. They've targeted and like fans based on assumptions about their... Well, um, <laughs> and yeah. it's also like they're taking exactly. a piss because Fulham are shit. Exactly. Hang about. That you know they are. Great win against yeah. West Brom. Yeah. <laughs> Was it a great win? Yeah. yeah. Do you live long in the memory, that one? 2 nil clean sheet I think yeah, it but, will li- lo- live long in the memory for Fulham fans this season yeah, but two, they're going to have to take what they can get 2-0 <laughs> against West Brom is a dictionary definition win mm. mate it's not a great win it's a professional win because <laughs> yeah. they did a Down, good professional job already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, like, I like professionalism Jim 
I wish you did as well. This is a win for you. Yeah. Well, well yeah, done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're alluding to the fact that it's looking likely, though it hasn't the decision hasn't been made yet, that PPV is going to be scrapped. Yes. Yeah. For a while. That's mm, what they're talking yeah. about, isn't it? We'll, they'll review yeah. it again in January. Like, yeah. Try and get their greedy little what? claws into our so pockets. You, you do get ideas, mm. and you know we shouldn't be uh, afraid of um, of new ideas and, and creative solutions to difficult problems. Mm. And you get ideas. We would not have the spork. No, for example, you wouldn't have the spork. Like exactly right. And it's a very good point. And but you know you sometimes get ideas that are like, yeah, we'll give that a go. Mm. And it's not worked, yeah. right? And you look back and you go, Do you know what? We yep. were within our rights to try that, yeah, and yeah. it didn't work out. This is one of those unique ideas uh-huh. that was a shit idea at the start, yeah. mm. continue to be a shit idea throughout, uh-huh. and then when we look back on it, it's going to again be a shit idea. So, well done to the Premier League for that. Would you put it in the same bracket as the Millennium Dome? <laughs> I think the Millennium Dome was at least had a kind of curiosity about it. Mm, yeah. Trapeze artist, you know. <laughs> Jim's make Tony Blair doing the round. Yeah. No, the, the thing about the Millennium Dome is it was at least a noble <laughs> endeavour in principle, and we've got the O2 out of it. We do have yeah, the exactly. O2 out of it. And so. again, can I really thank you mm. for bringing up a cultural reference that is again 20 years old? Because that is very, very good. Yeah, but it's still there, though. In a way. It may not be there. called the Millennium Dome, but no. just some people may not remember where it started. No. I mean, no. well, the name of it, they should know yeah. the year. Do you remember, um, do you remember um, Penny Sweets? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what are they? Two pennies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, police want to get in younger, aren't they? Um, so anyway, um, what we should say, Mark, is actually—I'm sure should. you were going to go on to this. So apologies mm. for jumping in. Not at all. A lot of money raised for charity off the back of yes. it. So yes. it's, what's happened is again, yes. the fans of the game, the lifeblood of the game, have mm. actually turned this into a positive, and that shouldn't be mm. uh, unacknowledged. In fact, that should that should be the headline here because. Um, you know, we've what, spoken... Premier League charity drive raises yeah. three hundred thousand well, pounds no, by accident, genuinely. Because <laughs> you know, we, we talk a lot about how about how football fans get fleeced and how the, the game gets more and more expensive. And Jim, imagine blah, 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 blah. <laughs> sorry to come. Imagine the Premier League released a statement saying, "So, so you have got the money then." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make your mind up. <laughs> well, if we hadn't introduced this, then so much money wouldn't have been raised for yeah, charity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Often... Premier League's headline is: Football fans prove they do have the money to yeah, pay for yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they choose not to. <laughs> the headline is so often that you know that fans are kind of you know over a barrel, and there's not much they can do to, to mm-hmm. stop having to pay through the nose for it. And it's been a round rejection, hasn't it, of this idea? It has. The, yeah. There has been a line drawn where people have gone, "No, this is enough yeah. is enough." Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can't really think of many other examples of that, and that's a good thing that should not be lost among all this. Yeah. Well, and a tangential issue, just very, very briefly, is this thing that I bring up every so often that doesn't seem to get a huge amount of coverage because, again, the news cycle, people get fatigued by it, is that a lot of football league clubs are in trouble still. But it's mm-hmm. still happening. So there's not been a solution that I've seen that's been solved, solved this problem. Well, they're having a chat, aren't they? Do, At the moment, they yeah. are. But there was talk, wasn't there, going into that meeting, that there's up to, I think, around 15 clubs in serious danger. Mm-hmm. You know, and we had two, didn't we? Two, possibly more before the pandemic. It wouldn't shock you, though, if the Premier League said, ah, we, we tried the pay-per-view thing. The fans yeah. haven't helped us out, therefore yeah. we can't help you out. Yeah. You need well, to encourage everybody. Yeah. Well, well yeah. there was there was a... Was it the Fulham... West? I, mean, I don't want to be disrespectful here, Marcus, so forgive me. That's all right. It's all right. We've breached that. <laughs> <laughs> was it the West Brom-Fulham game that attracted the, the under a 1,000... Under a thousand pay-per-view buys. Yes, I think so. I think yeah. it's been very, yeah. very little. Poorly, poorly received. Yeah, yeah. indeed. As you'd has, expect. Yeah. Indeed, it has. Before we go for a break, just a little mention maybe for for Southampton Newcastle tonight. Yeah, it's a shame yeah. for me that we could be. I mean, we will be in a situation, and we? if Southampton win, they will be top of the league. How about that? In November. I know, in November. Mm. Yeah, that's too late in the season for me. Well, I mean, I know we sort of started a little bit late, but my goodness. Um, I quite liked uh, Hassan Hull saying recently that um, he said it's quite nice when we're a little bit under the radar. I don't say that. You just put yourself yeah, on the radar. Poked yeah. your head above the trench. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, you can't see us. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Um, and he said... Be that... quiet, everyone. <laughs> oh, I've blown it. <laughs> and then he said that uh, we're a bit like the pirates, uh, which is more fun than being in the Navy or something like that. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, I think a pirate's life is probably quite miserable. Yeah. yeah, I think what you'd probably have... Constantly looking over your shoulder. The yeah. expectation would be mad because you'd think, well, I want to be a fucking pirate. It's going to be brilliant. And mm. like you say, it would be shit. The Navy, you'd be dreading it. But you might, in fact, um, flourish under the order mm-hmm. uh, and among the chaos. Indeed. And think of the pension plan as well. Uh, yeah. Do pirates attack the Navy? I don't think they, they do. I think they the... probably would. Would they not have avoided that? Gone for more commercial ships? Jim, I think back in the day, all sorts went on. I was yeah. going to say, Jim. But Jim's talking modern era. 
Yeah. And I'm talking any era of pirates. They certainly defend them, trying to defend themselves. But, you know, I would say the Royal Navy are more equipped than pirates. Exactly. Yeah. If you're an expert, that's no. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think what he's... I mean, if I was to kind of meet him halfway with this analogy, because I quite like Hasenhüttl, despite myself, I think he's probably trying to say that, you know... The, the Navy are the kind of the establishment yes, clubs, your Man United, your Man yeah, City, yeah, yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. And we're the kind of the plucky kind of mm-hmm. underdogs, you know, yeah. who, um, you know, have slipped under the radar by being a glorified hockey club full of twats. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Wrestle Me is a show where two men watch every WrestleMania from 1 to 37, unpicking the multicolored threads that tie it all together. I think it's slightly something to do with the fact that Americans don't really like cell phones, do they? Right. I think they've all got basic ones, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's a big shout. It is a big shout, but I mean, there is something funny about it, like text messaging never took off in the States. What? I'm da- Come on now. Never been big. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're a lapsed fan or someone who doesn't give a flying laureate about it, there's something for everyone. If you can get a crowd to boo you for kicking a fabulous ladder. Fabulous ladder. And the crowd are booing. Yeah. Get off that lovely ladder we've just learned about. It's a beautiful polysexual ladder. It's a a beautiful Hermes shabby chic creation. If you climb up to it, ecstasy can be found at the top. (laughs) Listen via Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. WrestleMe is a Stakhanov production. Hi, I'm Linvoy Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. One of your own? What a pumpy break! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for some correspondence. Well done indeed. We've actually got some tweets for you uh, today, not just uh, emails. Um, we won't ask Pete to do uh, another, <laughs> an extra one. Uh, 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 yeah. Take six months. Right? <laughs> A retake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, we mentioned Carlisle United uh, rewarding man of the match players with curries from the local it's takeaway. Great. It's just yeah. great. It's stuff. lovely. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah. It's it was great. on social media. I'm sure many of you saw this. Uh, and uh, some of our delightful followers on Twitter have uh, responded with some other fantastic man of the match awards. 
Matty Filowitz has sent in uh, a photo of a Man of the Match award from South Africa from their Premier Division. Um, a, a chap was awarded five gigs of mobile data <laughs> for a Man of the Match. I think we spoke about this when it I mean, happened. That dates it because I think that's going to be, back in the day, that was a lot of data yeah. probably. And we that talked about it a time. But wasn't he presented by like a giant SIM card? Yes. Yeah. I think he was. Which I love. It's a yeah. modern version of the big check. It's super. You don't really see big checks so much well, now. It's also what it says to me is, we're going to do this presentation mm. and some of the older members of the crowd aren't going to know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so if we give them a visual representation, they might get it. I have to say, Matthew Filippowitz, that is one of my favourite ones. Thank you yeah. for sending that yeah. in. Because as I say, I think we may have mentioned that a few years ago when it happened. Yeah. But it was lovely to get, uh, a, reminder. To get a reminder of and that. Then, and more importantly, when you can regenerate old content, it's much easier for Definitely. us. Definitely. Yeah, and absolutely. Matty knows that. Yeah, he's helping us out there. Yeah. Um, Paulo, Paulo Diaz, uh, good name, by the mm. way, uh, just staying in South Africa. In, I, I love this. In the local version of the FA up in South Africa, the man of the match gets a lovely green blazer. That's South that. Africa again. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like the Masters. Wear, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wear it in the next game. Like the yellow jersey. Yeah. That'd be brilliant. It would be great. That'd be it? so good. Because <laughs> you know that a lot of football clubs, um, and it happened, I think, at my university as well. If you. Um, was it? No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been us, actually, because we didn't really train, did we? No. <laughs> it would have been my mate's university. I think the, the worst person in training had this really dirty shell suit they had to wear for the next uh, training session, and it never got washed. I thought you were going to say, the only, the only thing I can remember about Man of the Match was we never really did this in the football team, but the rugby lads would always have the the, the Man of the Match and then the, like, the donkey of the match. Oh, we had that. We had that. Oh, did we? We had that in the twos, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. There, there was a yard of ale they would do. There was a Premier League team. We'd do a did, yard of Baileys. That did a... <laughs> Uh, did a did a ninety eight well Brazil World Cup shirt that the guy had to wear as like an ironic thing for being the worst in training. Is that not Newcastle United? Might be actually. Yeah. I got I got a vision of Joey Barton wearing it, so it might have been. Yeah. Uh, anyway, right. mm-hmm. green blazer, great stuff. Get it. I think yeah. Jim's absolutely right. You have got yeah, to wear yeah, it for the next yeah, game. Yeah. Absolutely right. Totally uh, Ollie Beaumont also got in touch. Uh, said Franco Armani, amazing name. The River Plate goalkeeper did a man of the match interview in a Burger King hat. <laughs> it's so like all of these have a kind of diminishment of the accomplishment. What? Is it the Burger King crowd? Right. Yes, yes. No, the it blazer. Is the crowd. Doesn't the blazer's a bit? This is true. I this think is true. quite You're right right the blazer. blazer. I, no, I think I think the blazer could backfire though because if you put in a man of the match performance where you've just been down in the trenches all game, mm, yeah. and you and then people are rewarding that with a blazer, mm. uh, it's not no, a gentlemanly think, work, is it? No, it is. I think I think they yeah. put the blazer on. It smartens them up for for a brief moment. I I like um I like the uh, the, the the photos that we're doing the rounds on this conversation. Uh, and forgive me, I can't remember who actually shared them, but um. There are people getting it back in, I think this probably would have been the 80s, maybe mm. even the 70s, a massive bottle of Bell's whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like massive. Huge, absolutely huge. Because, I mean, the manager, of the, was it the manager of the season award in, in Scotland as well? Was like like the size of the Stanley Cup, like as big as a man, yeah. as so, big as a small man. So for some reason in my house as a kid, <laughs> and I've got a half Scottish household, we had a massive bottle of Bell's in the house. I mean, it was literally like three foot high yeah. and it was empty and we used to put a, 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 a oh, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. it called? The um, one piece and two peas yeah, in yeah. there. And that's the, that's what it reminded me of. Right. Yeah. Was that a thing for you guys back in the day? I, I never personally did that, but I was aware of it being a thing and it was it was a thing that I was always used to say, oh, because I had a piggy bank and all that, but I remember thinking, oh, that's yeah. quite good because some people would say, oh, you put all your shrapnel in there yeah. and by the end of the year, you know, you can afford a speedboat or something. Yeah, yeah. And but, uh, at the end of the year, you've got about eight quid. Yeah. yeah. Bell, Bells is a funny one as well. I presume it was some sort of sponsorship thing, but that Bells is the sort of like, I'm a student, I'm going to get a cheap bottle of whiskey from the off-license thing. A lot like mm. Glenn's Vodka. Do you know what I mean? You, some, yeah. you, want, you want vodka to be named after a Russian person, not Glenn. Who's Glenn? <laughs> he's making that no, in his bathtub. A Glenn is, a, is, the, um, is the Scottish word for valley. Yeah, but he's talking but about he's, vodka, though. Oh, vodka, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah don't you're right, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that is Glenn. <laughs> I never trust anyone called Glenn. What about Glenn Fiddich, if you're talking about the... Uh... Glenn Morangi. There you are, another yeah. one. Yeah. Um, Glenn Livett. Yeah, Hoddle. Yeah. Any Glens, Jim, you want to Yeah, exactly. Glenn Hoddle. Never trust, never trust a Glenn. <laughs> oh, I like Glenn. You've got a friend called Glenn, that's why. Yeah, that would be why. Yeah. You seem like someone yeah, you know a Glenn. Glenn, Glenn Tribble. Oh, it's Glenn. Oh, is it Glenn? Sorry, apologies. Yeah. The Welsh version. <laughs> True enough. Yeah. You can trust him. Yeah. Uh, very much so. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, no, we're not going to do the jingle because they were just tweets and not emails. Yeah. You know, it's Friday. Let's move on. Give people yeah. a little bit of a treat, I say. Yeah. Um, Manchester City are playing Liverpool on Sunday. Big one. Big mm. one, Jim. Uh, will Diego Jota start for Liverpool? Will they go for Bobby Firmino? I've, yeah, I've been thinking about this because, I mean, he might start them both because he has played Jota in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends... Um, how he's going to try and take the game to City, doesn't it? I personally think he will start both and he'll just absolutely go hell for leather <laughs> and try and give him a bit of a... Do you know something? Seeing to. Well, I think I, I think the second half is, is, is very important in this game and I'm basing that on a stat. 
Jake. Yeah, I, I also saw this same stat. Yeah, so Manchester City, in the first half of games this season, have got the best record in the league. And in the second half of games, they have the 16th best record in the yeah. league. Now, if you're Jurgen Klopp, you're thinking to yourself... Stick right. in it. Stick in it. Release the hounds for the second yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the only thing that kind of perhaps undermines that stat slightly is that we're quite early in the season. Yeah, yeah a small yeah, sample size. Yeah, but it's I, when I saw that, it stuck in my mind as well, and um, so that could be a factor. Yeah, but I've just heard that he's just signed a Dharma Traore. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah, so he might yeah. be coming outside on the, the tra- rogue move. That's <laughs> the transfer that will <laughs> almost <laughs> certainly be the subject of an appeal, <laughs> and it will be completely quashed, uh, Marcus. So that's not going to happen. No, mate. okay. And he's not going to declare quick enough for this weekend. Indeed. Yeah. Um, Diogo Jota's an interesting one because I, my mind, and my mind's obviously very old now, I had him pigeonholed as a left-sided player. Mm. Then you see him play more and more through the middle for Liverpool in, as, in this kind of Firmino replacement role mm-hmm. like he did against Atalanta. And he was... I mean, Atalanta were really disappointed. They were. I know you were. guys have covered it, but... I, I was impressed with Jota to say the least. I, I thought he was a great he player. Was I thought he was a great signing, but he was an incredible. You talked about that earlier with the, some of the England players being versatile. I mean, what a player to have! Can't pick him, mate. He's not English. Ah, okay. Well, okay. Goal. Let's go back to the Premier League then. But yeah. What a player for Liverpool to have. Yeah. To be able to yeah. play him across that front three, or even in the midfield. But he said it himself. Jota did, which I quite liked. I mean, there's, 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 you know, someone trying to be a little bit kind of, uh, I suppose, humble. But mm. he said, I don't mind where I play across the midfield. You know, blah blah blah. Even on the bench, whatever. Mm. I thought, well, don't. don't uh... He's already scored seven goals. <laughs> I know. It's mad. And if, I think if you take into account the um, international goals he scored, he got ten this season already. Mm. It's but crazy. What, what about Manchester? One of the Manchester City's new signs, Ferran Torres. Mm. Yeah. Andy Brassel spoke very highly of him. He's been scoring goals as well. And again, another one of those signs who's not a blockbuster sort of type player but going about his business very very well indeed but if you are a Manchester City fan and you saw that Liverpool performance against Atalanta and the way Manchester City have not really got going in the league I mean they're what are they 10th or something they've not won back to back games yet either you'd be concerned you'd be very concerned and it's interesting to me that Ferran Torres's um, performances have been outstanding in the Champions League but not in the Premier Mm. League Yes, and, and I wonder if that's again which is early sample size, difficult mm-hmm. to make any draw any conclusions. Um, but he, even in the game against um, who, who did they play? Porto. No, Porto. Oh, sorry, the, he didn't yeah. even start the game, yeah. he, but he came on and still was able to affect it. So, yeah. um, well, has he adapted to the Premier League? As we I, say, I, think, I, I just I just think it's maybe a bit early to say. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I wonder. I think he will start the game against Liverpool. But do you not think some of their bigger players, like Raheem Sterling's and so on? I mean, I know Aguero's had his injury problems and so on, but. We've not seen the kind of type of performances and the kind of the, the goals that we're used to seeing. The sort from... of strangulation that you would expect from City. Yeah, it's not really there, is mm-hmm. it? Also, I don't know what you guys think, but I feel like um, the Premier League is is as open as I think I can remember it. It's mm. certainly as open as it's been since the Leicester season, which was a bit of an anomaly mm-hmm. because of the way the cycles that different big teams are in. Mm-hmm. That aside, though, which you could treat as an outlier of a season. I don't remember the Premier League being as open as well, it, it, personified by um, saying that Southampton could go top tonight if they win. Yeah. You know, I, th- I suspect that might be a bit of a false dawn, though. Do you, do you, do you, I th- and I think this is this will be a really interesting match in terms of what happens at the end of the season. I think there's an argument this is the biggest game so far. Yeah, you you think if there are teams that are going to pull away, you would think it will be these two. So if one of them can strike a blow early, or perhaps late in the second half, uh, and we're not even the quarter. Telling. We're not even a quarter into the season. Exactly. Yet, I don't think the Pirates of Southampton can spring a surprise or, and win the league. What about the good but, ship? What, the, plunder the league. What about the Jolly Rogers? Make off with all the Premier League booty, Jim. <laughs> what about the Jolly Rogers? What does that mean? <laughs> Brendan Rogers. Oh right, yeah. the Jolly Rogers. Fucking what uh, am I a translator? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what happens at the end of a pirate movie? The pirates go on to a disappointing sequel. Yes. Yeah. And four times. Yeah. Eventually, at some point, pirates go into jail, don't they? Mm, careful. They do. <laughs> yeah, okay. The pirate characters, yeah. are they the good guys or the bad guys? They're anti-heroes. Okay. You don't know what's going to happen. My point is that it's open-ended. We don't know what's going to happen. Righty-ho. Well, let's uh, talk about a game that probably won't affect the title, Brighton versus Burnley. That's also tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, I think this is a bit more of an interesting game than one might think. Um, there was oh, Neil Morpé uh, maybe back in line uh, to play after missing the game against Spurs. Graham Potter said um, that he missed the game because of an incident. Can you use his proper name, please, as per Mourinho? Um, just Potter. Graham Harry Potter. He's like Madonna. No, he's mm. Just Potter. <laughs> I keep calling him Potter. He's just like Madonna, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, or Beyonce. Indeed. Mm. Well, Brighton, I mean, are they going to get into the groove, Jim? 
Um, I think they could certainly get into the groove against uh, Burnley at home. If ever, ever there's a time to get into the groove, uh, that is it. Although there's talk of a Burnley takeover. So if that happens in time, maybe they can get a Dama Traore in. This... <laughs> But is, is, it, is, it also, is it also unfair that I think whenever I hear that it's going to be a Burnley takeover, my instinct is to think, well, it's just going to be exactly the same as it was before. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. Well, apparently they're, they're, I haven't looked into it. Are they going to put a shopping centre there? Mm. Yeah, well, the, maybe. The, the, the takeover talks are, you know, this is serious stuff. This is not, uh, I don't think Amanda Stable is involved, so I think this is quite a serious one. Um, so it would be interesting <laughs> to see if they got a bit of uh, a bit of a I cash. don't think Amanda Stable has a huge interest in Burnley, with the greatest no. respect. <laughs> Whenever I think takeover, I thought it's stably involved. Okay, fine. But the story here, Marcus, is not as more pie, isn't it? And the way and yeah. what Potter was said about him, and and, yeah. and the the narrative around, like it's the first time in a while that Graham Potter has essentially, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but um, essentially said that I dropped him because he's a bit of a dickhead. Mm. Do you think that's it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think because if, 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 if you believe about what if you if, yeah if you believe what you read and mm-hmm. read, read between the lines and all that kind of stuff. Um, the um the fact that Brighton go to Spurs with no recognised striker rather than take more pie mm. and he isn't injured confirmed yeah. means that it can't really be for tactical reasons they end up playing Trossard up front who's not mm. a striker um and it's, apparently it's some kind of ego related issue as has been reported I mean I'm not sure what message it sends to an egotist when you say we're going without you and then you get beat well I think it sends a nice little message it's certainly a nice little nod to Craig Levine with a 4-6-0 yes mm. that is true actually mm-hmm. so yeah. you know think about that think yeah, about the bigger that picture that ended up well for him didn't it very well yeah. um, Burnley though they are bottom they need results they need results I mean we, we've seen Burnley do this but if you're a Burnley fan you think okay, we don't have a season without that I mean yeah. they've conceded 12 in 6 games and they're usually pretty good at the back you know Nick Pope was just one clean sheet away from from uh, equaling uh, Edison's record last season, wasn't he? I mm. think it was Edison. Oh no, uh, yeah, it was Edison. Um, but it's 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 not looking good uh, for Burnley. But I I think you know Dyche said before uh, the um, it, or during the build up to this game that he sort of alluded to the fact that you know Brighton have got a bit more spending power than them or something like that. And again, he's now sort of ta- save that for Man City. Yeah. <laughs> Don't use that card on Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd gone early there. <laughs> Oh, you can't get that back. <laughs> yeah. So it was a bit surprising if you think about it. You know, Brighton have spent sort of pretty well and, and, and have not been too lavish. But that's why I think, you know, is he sort of trying to lay the groundwork for the owners uh, before these new owners apparently um, try and get a bit of footing? I mean, they've they've provided proof of funding and they're waiting on the Premier League's owners and directors test for clearance. Which you know, I'll leave that. Uh, I'll leave that to the news channels. To, you know. yeah. I mean, it is kind of remarkable what Burnley have been able to do in terms of money spent. Mm. I mean, we talk about that a lot, but I mean, they spend in the last couple of seasons or whatever it's been. They'll normally spend in a whole window less than a lot of the big teams will spend on one player. Yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, the way football is at the moment. You wonder how long that's sustainable. Well, if you look at even Manchester City, have spent loads of money. Inertia, you know, I would suggest is kicking in there. And Guardiola, I wouldn't be surprised, is off at the end of the season. Mm. I've said that before. Um, there are there are other sides. You know, we saw it with Pochettino, Spurs. You know, that was the bit of the chat there. Now with Dice, if you don't have the money coming and you can't bring in a lot of new players and all that kind of stuff, you know, they're used to his methods and and they buy into that. And he's done a remarkable job with that club. Yeah. I mean, he really, really has. But you know. <sighs> Just by the way, you know, the law of averages, it wouldn't be surprising if, you know, some of the players and the way it's going there, it, it, that does set in. And, and and for a side like Burnley, you know, they don't have the quality that, say, Spurs and Man City do. Yeah, of course. I mean, as well, you, but you would think that after a while, and we, I, I, I don't know, I felt like this might happen to Burnley pretty much every season they've been in the Premier League since they stayed up when mm-hmm. they got back up again the last time, that just the fatigue of being set up as the underdog in every game you play mm. as that being your style yeah. um, it, it's going to surely have an effect and you see it run out you know you, you see teams like set up with that style and then it just eventually doing the same thing over and over again just it just stops being as effective yeah does Sean Dyche need a holiday Jim? Doesn't he hate a holiday? Doesn't famously? everyone need a holiday? No, him and him and his assistant manager Ian Wine they go on little holidays. Yeah, don't doesn't, they? yeah but doesn't Dosh hate it when he gets there? Well, I mean, okay, they often go on trips together. But I didn't know Ian Wine and Sean Dice. Apparently, they've they've shared a flat together um, for the last seven years during this football seasons. That's 
I, I'm surprised we're learning of this just now. Yeah, I think. Which ones Martin Clunes? Which ones Neil Morrissey? Do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. Again, another great reference. For I, was, people, I was about to say, yeah. Uh, well, this was in the press last week. They um, they went to Las Vegas apparently for a, for a little a little holiday, and uh, Ian Ryan said they went to the Grand Canyon, which was something like a twelve hour round trip. And he said that uh, Sean Dyche looked over the rim for two minutes and said, all right, I've seen it, let's go. <laughs> One Why? of the most spectacular yeah. sights the planet yeah, has yeah. to offer. Why yeah. are you going on holiday with that man, Ian <laughs> Wone? Yeah. I I, we've all got mates who are a bit dour. Do you it he was doesn't just... strike me as much of a travel buddy if that's his reaction to the Grand Canyon. Dyche was like, well, the lads can't train on this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said, you've got to be kidding me. He just looked at it and said, I've seen it. What else have I got to see? I'm just looking at this big hole. Some people camp out in that for weeks. Yeah. You know, have a lovely old time. There's a lot of it. You could walk around it for a bit, sure. Yeah. For days, Jim. Yeah. Weeks even. Um, yeah, apparently they visited the Parthian in uh, Athens ahead of the Europa League tie with Olympiakos. He said, we got up there and I'm thinking, this is going to be amazing. Literally, we're back in the minibus after five minutes. <laughs> but from the Parthenon. Oh from the old God. Parthenon. One of the most ancient things you can see. I know. Yeah. And Incredible. the Parthenon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, you've got to love oh, old yeah. Daishi. Yeah, you have. You've got no choice. Mm. Um, you could hate him, but who'd listen? Yeah. Um, it's time for Betway's 4 to score. Uh, entry to Betway's 4 to score is free as it is every week. All you need to do each week is pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. As ever, guys, pin your ears back for the warning. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. And further T's and C's apply. Game one is West Brom v Spurs. And you're up, Marcus Speller, looking to regain some kind of form. Is that fair? And you're under pressure, first game. Always under pressure, so I've gone for Sun. That's a good shout. I'd be ridiculous not mm. to. I think, yeah, going outside of Sun or Kane would be a difficult pick. Mm. When, you're not, when you're not in any form, if you don't mind me Absolutely, saying. you're right. Yeah. Um, game two, Leicester v Wolves, is Jim Campbell. Yeah, I've um, I've trained to play it relatively safe. I thought about going for James Madison, but he's, uh, he played in the Europa League the other night, scored a goal, just coming back from injury, so I don't know if he'll start. So Jamie Vardy did yeah. not start, um, mm. so I think he's obviously very likely to start against Wolves, and if there's anyone that's going to get us out of this Jimenez mess, then it would surely be <laughs> King I'd... Shithouse himself. <laughs> I thought that I thought um, Luis Suarez, based on the other day, was King Shithouse. Uh, he's sort of uh, like Emperor Shithouse. Vardy's the king in the north. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Vardy, great. Uh, good stuff. Uh, game three is Manchester City v Liverpool, the big one. And who better to get on that game than our fave Jules Breach? Here's what she had to say. Oh, it's the big one of the weekend. Man City against Liverpool, I think. I'm going to go for Mo Salah in this one because of the whole penalty situation. I think Liverpool could win an early penalty and I think Salah will slot it home. Jules Breach there, coming mm-hmm. live from her fridge. Game four. <laughs> Arsenal v Aston Villa. I was thinking covered under the stairs. Yeah. But, yeah. Do you remember Phil Neville started commentary for the first time? Oh, yeah. And he couldn't, he was like whispering the <laughs> Whispering whole time. Phil, yeah. And someone said that he sounded like he was trying not to wake someone up in the next bedroom or something. <laughs> anyway, uh, most Salah for Jules. Game four is me. Uh, Arsenal v Aston Villa. Uh, I've been in good form. I know people are going to kind of bulk at me saying this, bigging myself up. Mm-hmm. I'm not one to toot my own Reporting the facts, aren't you? Yeah, I think I've had four already this season now, which is, a, if you don't mind me saying, guys, is a it's remarkable impressive. return. It's impressive. Um, Arsenal v Aston Villa. I've gone for Pierre-Emerick or Bamiyang to complete the set. So, in summary, four big hitters here. Mm, yeah. We're playing the percentages in a big way. Uh, West Brom, Brom v Spurs' son. Leicester v Wolves, we've picked Bardi. Man City v Liverpool, we've picked Salah. And Arsenal v Aston Villa, we've picked Pierre-Emerick or Aubameyang. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game if you want to play. It's completely free, of course. Uh, further T's and C's apply. And if you do want to play, you must be over the age of 18. And make sure you gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. Now, it was a source of great controversy last week. <laughs> but today... It's all about the lineal champion versus the people's champion. It's time for this. It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. What a fixture. What an occasion. Let's play Luke's game. Um, Fire in the belly, head in the freezer. If you want to see what happens, if you don't have your head in the freezer at key moments... Look at Donald Trump last night. I was about That's to all say. I'll say. Never has a man's head been further away from a freezer. Indeed. Yeah. Um, Marcus, you have 
developed quite the reputation as being the people's champion in this game. It was a unification bout. You know, it's a, <laughs> it it's a big thing. But Jim, the, the title is on you. You've got I the know, belt. Yeah. I mean, it gives you a lot of confidence. Yeah, well, you know, I guess we see who comes up. Yeah. You know, it's... Would you say that, Jim, keeping fire in your belly and your head in the freeze has been important? It has, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you've got to do what you can to stay ahead in this game. And Two champions in the room will tell you that. Yeah, exactly. Two champions. <laughs> Would you rather be the people's champion or the lineal champion? I'll always be the people's champion. Yeah, I true, think. actually. Can't be taken from you, can yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, just in case I lose, I'd rather be the people's champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. All right, so the lineal champion <laughs> traditionally goes second. Yes. Okay, so the people's champion is going to go first, Marcus Speller. Oh, here we go. Um, the first player has... Uh, do you need to give a quick run, up, run down of the rules? Probably no, not. no, no. Just, they know. They'll, they'll, they'll figure it, it out. Um, as well as the jingle says. Yeah. Um, the first player has played for five clubs in total. He retired in 2014. You've probably seen a fair amount of him since he retired. It's Jermaine Genus. Jermaine Genus. Used to be Jermaine Genus, of course, famous for not only being a midfield player of some repute, but also for stealing all the features for our Ramble games. Mm. Five clubs. I'm surprised by that as well. I am. Yeah, play for five. Blimey. Of course, I mean, I'm being facetious there. Jermaine Genius has not stolen anything from us. I'm just mucking around. <laughs> Seems a nice chap. Yeah. yeah does indeed. seem lovely, actually. Blimey, O'Reilly. Um, I'll go for three. Three? Jim? Uh, People listening, Jim, will be fascinated at your tactics here. Yeah. You've got, you've, you, you, you can try and protect what you've got or yeah. you can try and push home your advantage. I think Spellsy will have the same three I've definitely got. So I think I've got nothing to lose by saying four. Do you I'd want like, five? Or five? Like, I don't want five, no. no. Okay, so Jim, you could name all... Uh, sorry, not all five, sorry. You could name four of the clubs that Jermaine Genius has turned out for. You get a point. Cool. So, one at a time, please. Tottenham Hotspurs. Correct. Newcastle Uniteds. That's also correct. Nottingham Forests. Start of his career there. This is one I'm not so sure about, and I'm going to say QPR. Oh, very well played. Well played, Jim. Very well played. Was it Ipswich the other one? No, it wasn't. Oh, wow. Started his career at Nottingham Forest, uh, then Newcastle, then Tottenham. Went to Aston Villa on loan. Oh, and then didn't went know that. Back to Forest on loan, uh-huh. and then uh, ended his career at Queen's Park Rangers. Sadly, had to retire very young for a, for a, yeah. for a, for a knee reason. Okay, so that's, that's one championship stuff from uh, very good form, early form. Jim, though, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Long way to go, though. One nil to Jim. <laughs> uh, Jim, you are up first this time. He's played for eight clubs in total. Oh, that's a big one. Okay. Let me just actually update my records as to who won the point there. Um, eight clubs in total. Retired in 2017. Stop the count. <laughs> <laughs> Retired in 2017. He has been known to eat his dinner live on TV. It's Shay Given. Oh, big Shay. Eight Ooh, clubs in total. That is a tough one because we know one of them very well, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gordon Bennett. Eight. Can you believe one, that? Isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Eight clubs. Yeah. There's a few here you'd never get in a million years. Yeah. I'm I, need, gonna, I need a number from you, Jim. I'm going to go two. Well, I'm going to have to go three. He's going to have to go three. <laughs> okay, so you don't want four? No, I do not. Okay, Marcus, to tie it up at one all, mm-hmm. um, stay in the race, because two nil down is very difficult. I yeah. um, I've thrown it away before. <laughs> three, <laughs> three clubs. Sorry, mate, so have I. <laughs> Three clubs that Shea Given has played for. One at a time, please. Newcastle United. That's correct. Manchester City. That's also correct. Aston Villa. That's correct. Oh, oh well what, done, Marcus. Well, yeah. I wasn't... Yeah, that was like... Surely, maybe. Yeah. What are the others? So he started his career at Blackburn Rovers, weirdly enough. Mm. I did, wouldn't have got that. Yeah, he went, spent some time on like Swindon and Sunderland. Then went to Newcastle United. Stayed there a long time. Manchester City, as you've mentioned. Aston Villa. Middlesbrough on loan. And ended his career at Stoke City. I'm amazed that we don't know he played for Sunderland. That that's not but more was on loan, knowledge. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he was on loan in 1996. Right? Yeah, <laughs> a long time ago. Don't beat yourself up over yeah. that one. Um, <laughs> all right, Stoke, I feel Stoke. We both should have had that. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So that's one all. Marcus, you're up first. Oh, um, the next player has uh, played for six clubs in total. Mm-hmm. He retired in 1984. Oh, piss oh, off! God. You might have heard of him, Johan Cruyff. Oh, hellfire! I mean, he's one of the most famous players of all time, to be fair. Yeah, he is, yeah. Mm. Six teams that Johan Cruyff has played for. Play along at home. Enjoy yourselves. Some of the older listeners will know that better name all of these clubs because he's such a famous player. I suspect some of the people in the studio may not. Mm. That's so frustrating because mm. there's, there's mm, three. Okay, Jim, can you go above three? 
don't think I can. I'm going to have to. Okay. See, see how Marcus does this. Okay, Marcus, you need to name three clubs. I think you have the three. Open I now. suspect you might have two. Ajax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Barcelona. That's correct. Feyenoord. Very good. Oh, I knew because he, he he went he, he, to, to spite them. He shit housed them. But the yeah. Nazal side, the I couldn't remember. So he played for Ajax and Barcelona, as you correctly identified. Yeah. He went to LA Aztecs. That's it. Yeah. I knew it wasn't Cosmos. And then he went to the Washington Diplomats. Yeah. Okay. Then spent some time at Levante, back to Ajax, and in the final season at Feyenoord. Yeah. Uh, okay Levante. then. So I mean, Jim, he's getting that. <laughs> yeah. Jim, you're up. Um, God. What, ten, league of, ten League of Princes for Levante. You didn't get that. <laughs> um, Jim, you're up first this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're 2-1 down. It's a big moment, this. It is. This player has played for four clubs in total, retired in 2009. It's Luis Figo. Oh, no. Luis Figo. Just four clubs in total. I'm going to go three. I'm going to go all four. You're going to have to, brother. And if you do, yeah. you've won. You're the, the people the and the lineal, lineal champion. It'd be amazing to see. It's two one. Mm. Do you regret not going four? Mm, I'd be guessing at four. Oh, I, I'm, I'm guessing at four sure as well. Yeah, so okay. I can't regret it too much. Yeah. So in a career well, from 1989 to 2009, okay. he played for four clubs in total. Luis Figo for the lineal championship <laughs> belt. I mean, they'll be dancing on the streets <laughs> of Speller of, of, of Spellertown of, of Ashstead. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll tell you what, would, would you be parading around the stadium at Fulham? Well, we'll find out. Yeah, Look, we I, haven't, I haven't done well, it We yet. might find out. I was going to say, we might not, though. I All might... four clubs that Luis Figo's played for. So I'm, quite, I'm sure that Jim had the three. So Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Inter. Little one for yeah. trivia fans there. Um, the transfer from Barcelona to Real Madrid was quite controversial, apparently. Yeah. yeah. So I've got the choice of the Portuguese clubs, you essentially. Do. I think it was Sporting. Four thing you say. Come on. Max! There it is! <laughs> hey! The people's oh, champion God. becomes the lineal <laughs> champion of this oh, game. Oh, tell you what. Is this your first title? I believe so. Amazing scenes. <laughs> Amazing scenes. <laughs> People thought it couldn't be done. Yeah. Um, so that's 3 1. We'll play out very, very briefly. We'll play out the, the final one um, because, you know, we want to complete mm. it. Um, Can I just say, today, we've got one more, but playing a very, very gentlemanly spirit. Jim has been a great yeah. champion. Jim, it's been a fleeting title for you. You it don't has. know when you're going to get a chance to win yeah. it back again. How do you feel in retrospect? Uh, well, I feel I should have gone for the four. Because yeah. I think sporting would have been my... I, I was. It was a toss-up between Benfica and sporting, and how can I possibly know what choice I would have gone with now? But yeah, it, yeah, it could have been, it could but, have been there. But, but he's been know. a good competitor, Jim. He's been a good champion, and I, mm. and I, and I, and I, I salute him. Mm. Um, but, of course, you know, Jim now, I'm sure, will get behind me as champion. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, if I win, we all win, Jim. It's being yeah, patronised exactly. by Marcus making it better or what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the final it's player. Just, it's not really any different, is it? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For all those Luke's game completists out there. Here we go. Um, the final player uh, Marcus goes first no. he's played for eight clubs in total retired in 2010 legend of the game as well yeah, actually yeah. Uh, Ivan Campo ah it's a dead rubber but what can you do what can you do Ivan Campo how many can you name <laughs> give me a number um, I will say a three Jim did you do four? I'm going to go eight. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. All eight. I'll tell you what, if you get all eight, I'll, I'll get a You special, can have the title back. No, I'll, give you a, I'll give you an intercontinental belt. Special contribution to Luke's game over the years. If you get yeah. all eight, all right? Here we go. Go on, Jimbo. Real Madrid. Good lad. Hang on, you don't know yet. Oh, I do. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. I saw him. <laughs> Bolton Wanderers. Yeah, this is where I was. You sort of... must be getting nervous now, man. <laughs> Very nervous. It he's, is on. He's 25% there. On. <laughs> Rail Sociedad. Oh, oh no. No. Did he play for Besiktas? No, he didn't. Oh, oh, that was my third one. Alaves, Valencia, Valladolid, Mallorca, Real Madrid, Bolton Wanderers, Ipswich Town. And I was going to say that as a joke. Ipswich Town. Yeah, finished at AEK Larnaca. Oh, okay. Which if you'd have got that one, I genuinely was going to say that as a joke. I mean, because earlier on you said it. Did you say Ipswich? And it made me think of Bielsa go Ipswich. So (laughs) Ipswich was in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, Jim, you are no longer the champion. Marcus is. I I think Marcus showed signs of this potential when he pulled out an Alan Boxic last week. Oh yeah, that was was in the controversial game that we don't speak of. (laughs) I look forward to whatever mistake I've made this week coming out on Twitter later Uh today. Until then, though. 
Marcus Speller is indeed a champion. A great bounce back Thank after last much, week's brother. null and void. You, you, you acted with great dignity there. Your appeal <laughs> didn't request a, a win be awarded to you. Yep. You asked for it to be null and void. It was given. Mm-hmm. You're the champion now. It's paid off. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel uh, good. Can we make sure that the next time I'm on a Friday, Andy isn't? Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's been more important to you, the fire in your belly or the head in the freezer? I, it's not mutually exclusive. You need both. You've got to have both, um, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And it yeah. shows you, you know, that obviously after last week, there was a lot of chat. Um, referee's decision's final. Yeah. Um, but you were gracious enough. But I, it, I've shown you what you can achieve, ladies and gentlemen, if yeah. you dust yourself off. Sheer and, hard work. And pick yourself up. Exactly. exactly. We just want the process to be right. We do. Okay? We do. That's all we, we want. Do. Okay? Count all the clubs. <laughs> <laughs> all the legal clubs. <laughs> Listen, Diddy Harman, not a legal club. Yeah, no, exactly. No. I think the reason why that um, I, I, I took the, the, the title off Jim there is that Jim, I don't think he's had a good night's sleep. In fact, I think people are going to start calling him Sleepy Jim. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> low energy guy. Very low energy guy, Jim, isn't he? There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Hour preview show sponsored by Betway. It's been a pleasure. Uh, of course, we'll be back on Monday with some red-hot football chat, but until then, enjoy the weekend. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 